this particular passage from John's Gospel is always read on the third Sunday of Advent in year A. Remember, we're in a three-year liturgical cycle, A, B, and C, and it repeats. So year A, third week, it's the woman at the well. But for those who are participating in the rite of Christian initiation, the rite of Christian initiation of adults, otherwise known as the RCIA, this is what's called the first scrutiny. And if we were to have candidates and catechumens among us, this would be read every single year because part of their spiritual exercise is to place them at the well. It was also three years ago at this time, during the season of Lent, our churches were locked out of an overabundance caution regarding the pandemic that struck our world. We were denied access to the source of life lest we endanger ourselves and those around us. You know, you know what the alternative was? Oh, let us use technology to get the mass to the masses. Did it work? Eh. Today, mass attendance is still not where it was pre-pandemic. Churches are still live streaming. And people are not receiving the grace of Christ, the body of Christ, by active participation in the Mass. Remember, it's active participation in the Mass. It's just not me up here in the sanctuary. Remember, you are members of the priesthood of the baptized. That's why I, you know, during the Mass we say, pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours. This is not a spectator activity. This is full, active, and conscious participation in the sacrifice of the Mass. And if you're watching it on television or on the Internet, that ain't it. My advice, pastors, take the cameras out of the churches. For the people, get your back to Mass, confess your sins, receive the body of Christ, Christ, and drink from the source of the living water. Oh, but I can't get the Mass because of an infirmity. I can't drive. It's too late. It's dark, whatever. Okay, those are valid reasons. Your local parish still does not need to live stream, okay? There are other ways to participate in the Mass. Ask for an extraordinary minister to bring you communion. Most people don't know that that's possible. We have lay people who have been commissioned to bring Holy Communion to those who are sick. I got a team of them in the hospital. You know, there's over 100 Catholics in the hospital. I can't see every single one of them. So I've got my own workers in the vineyard who go out to bring communion to those in need. And then they come back to me, Father, you need to see this one, you need to see that one, you need to see that one. So there are extraordinary ministers. Here's another thing you can do. When was the last time you invited a priest to your house to celebrate Mass? Oh, Father is too busy. You know what? There's no, nothing more important than the celebration of the Mass. I've done it many times. In fact, I was very popular 
during the pandemic. And I celebrated masses in many homes. And if you need to watch it on TV, well, there's always EWTN. God bless Mother Angelica. And some church somewhere is still streaming the mass, but it's still not active, full, and conscious participation. That's why you're here. When deprived of an essential of life, it becomes our sole focus. Food, water, shelter. Ever watch those old spaghetti westerns? You know, there's always that scene of the cowboy, the gunfighter, you know, through the desert. Canteen is empty. Horses died and the vultures are circling overhead. Start to get thirsty. Jesus comes to the woman and he says, give me a drink. Thirsty during the hottest part of the day, he asks a Samaritan for a drink. Now, remember, put yourself in the social context of the time. Samaritans and Jews, they did not get away. Samaritans were Jews who had broke away, settled in Samaria, and adopted their own ways, did not follow Jewish customs. So they were outcasts, they were foreigners, they were outsiders. And Jews and Samaritans did not get along. You have to say to yourself, self, what is Jesus really asking? And we hear these words again during the Passion, I thirst. Jesus' sole focus, his driving thirst, for what is he thirsting? Out of love, God gives us life. His ultimate desire is that we return to him. And I've explained this to you before. What is the common vocation for us all? It's to return to the Father, and each one of us has his own unique path in life to get there. You know what he thirsts for? He thirsts for souls, the life within us, to be reunited with him. That's man's ultimate destiny, our longing. Our essential element of our lives is to be reunited with God. There's the answer to the question, why? Guess what? It's right there for us. The only thing standing in our way is human weakness. We do not see the source of living water not getting back to Mass. (laughs) Our lives have become cluttered with the excesses that we hold on to. You know, that's why in the season of Lent, you know, what did you give up? Let go of that which holds you down so you can reach for heavenly realities. Let go of those things. Who here has a storage unit? You know, one of those... They they just sprout, spring out of nowhere. They're everywhere now. You may have cleaned out your attic, but where did it go? Right into the storage units. 
What's in your attic now? It's starting to fill up again, right? What about in here? Same exact thing happens in here. What is cluttering the tabernacle of our souls? We may not know, or we choose to forget. Guess what? He knows what's in there. What does he say to the Samaritan woman? You have had five husbands. You see, we need to confront our own transgressions. God already knows what we have done. We have to face them ourselves in order to give it over to him. And many a time I've heard, you know, you know, oh, I can't go back to confession. It's been too long. It's been too many years. You know what? You still got to go. I mean, many a time, I've, I mean, you know, priests, we have a saying, you know, it's like, I had a bit, you know, I landed a big fish today. Somebody came in and, of course, we can't you know, divulge, you know, what, what, what we hear in the confessional, but, you know, I've heard people say, Father, it's been 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Guess how long it was for me when I finally got back to confession. I said, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It was 30 years since my last confession. I go a little bit more often now. In fact, I'm seeing my spiritual director this coming Wednesday. And if it's been that long, don't worry. All right? Obviously, we do not have enough time to go over 30 years or however long it's been. But you know what I always say? What weighs on you the most? What brings you here now? What do you want God to forgive now? And you know what? He does it. The living water washes away all of those transgressions, clears out the storage unit of our souls, the forgiveness of sin. I sat in there Wednesday. I told you I was going to be there on Wednesday. I sat in there for three hours. I heard 20 confessions. It's a good start. What about the rest? Huh? Give up your sins for Lent. That's a Lenten promise you can make and you can keep. And you can actually say, I gave up my sins for Lent. I keep telling you that. There is no use trying to hide because remember, he already knows. The great joy that we can experience is that he does know us regardless of what we have done and we return to him. Regardless of our station in life, he thirsts for us and gives us life-giving water to cleanse us of our sins. The bread that we eat and the wine that we drink are his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Food from the divine banquet in heaven to feed us on our earthly journey. This is real spiritual food that is meant to strengthen us. Not some symbol of communion to make social statements like, I won't mention names. The bread of life 
and the cup of eternal salvation. The word Lent means spring, the promise of new life, transforming the death we experience or even cause in our souls. The gospel passage of the woman at the well is full of symbolism. We can spend it, like I always like to say, we can spend a semester talking about this. The purpose of Jesus' ministry, importantly for us, is the conversion of the woman who has found the living water, Jesus the Christ. She even says, he is the Messiah. Now, what is your relationship with Jesus? So for your spiritual exercise, place yourself at the well with him. He knows you. Ask him and he will give you that life-giving water.